Welcome to We Pot a Zoo, the podcast about the 2011 film We Bought a Zoo. My name is Zach, and today I am joined by a very special guest. You might know him from Twitter or his podcasts. The pod is coming from Inside the House and OK New Segment, or when I name dropped him on the first episode because we did a recording that was like an hour and a half long and we got through 20 minutes of the movie. It's Amir Isbud. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back. I'm I'm so happy to do this again, and I hope I hope someday people get to hear get to hear that uh, lost episode. <laughs> I really like when like just a bunch of dogs started barking in the background, yeah. <laughs> like repeatedly. There was a lo- there's a lot going for that episode that yeah, I don't yeah. know if people will ever hear. I think I think you should release it as a as a little treat at some point. Yeah, I'll put it out on the Patreon when we do a Patreon. Only because I feel like it was one of my better pod performances. <laughs> I mean, you were great. I, I think I think you did a really good job handling the pacing dog in the background. <laughs> um, I mean, and I mean, I still fucked that up because I I had a three hour first episode with Sydney anyway. But if if we had done it, it would have probably been like four and a half or five hours. <laughs> Truly, a a, a masterclass in taking detours every two seconds to talk about a detail that (laughs) we kind of psychoanalyzed his brother for yeah which i mean we still can do that man is is wild i should probably do a whole episode Mm -hmm. on duncan just a duncan episode a dunk but we're psychoanalyzing yeah but we're psychoanalyzing somebody different in this episode right this episode (laughs) is gonna be a, a little special treat um i'm very excited because this is like the first episode that really delves into what I want the heart of this podcast to be, which is at least at first, these like very microscopic looks at specific details of the movie, Mm -hmm. because besides like the first episode, which was our first two episodes, I should say, which is like a broad recap, the guests that I've had on so far um, have really given their, their broad strokes reactions to the movie. And we've, you know, had discussions based on that, but I'm really excited about this because this episode is all about Dylan's art. Yeah. This is Dylan's art episode and this is you 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 brought this up. You you wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Uh and I and I do want the listener to sort of see this as like a guided tour in a museum where they give you those little uh those little things at the beginning <laughs> with with like the flimsy the flimsiest headphones in the world. <laughs> <laughs> You have to stop in front of each painting and kind of listen to the to the narration, and uh, that's that's what this is going to be. So, yeah. if ever Dylan's art gets put up in a museum, this is going to be the audio tour. Yes, if you're watching the movie, uh, you can go to specific parts of this episode of the podcast, pause the movie yeah. on a still frame of Dylan's art, and listen to our dulcet tones as we just rag on this child. <laughs> 
And some we, of his yeah, art's good. And we we encourage we we highly encourage you to do that. And I think people will. I think people will <laughs> will take the effort to do that. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll do what I what I did for this recording and what you suggested, which is to to put out the Google Doc that I have shared yeah. with you, which is just a screenshot of all of his art. Yeah. Put that in the um, episode description. I think. That, that yeah. <laughs> Link to the Google Doc in the episode description. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'll do that. That yeah. makes that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think people want to hear us describe. <laughs> fake art <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the the line work on this thing you can't see is really great yeah yeah <laughs> the demand for this sort of episode is is through the roof i think <laughs> <laughs> um before we before we dive into you know the chronology of dylan's work um and you know his artist you know you know who he is as an artist as a person dylan i i should say for if in case for whatever stupid reason this is your first episode listening dylan is the son uh the 14 year old son of benjamin me uh yeah he is a uh well we'll contextualize him in a bit but just just that's who dylan is but before we i'm all over the place already this is great (laughs) (laughs) before we get into dylan's art i want to just kind of like set the stage with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is a movie called We Bought a Zoo. Yeah. And it's a movie about, in in some ways, a zoo. <laughs> and so I'm wondering if, if you have had kind of zoological experiences, uh, aquarium experiences, mm-hmm. animal park, petting zoo, whatever kind of animal experiences sure. you've had. Um, so I've had, uh, I've had the privilege of having a lot of, animal experiences and i am checking my privilege on the pod right now that's uh, great yeah i <laughs> animal, animal experience <laughs> privilege so i did go to zoos I, I didn't go to zoos very often growing up but when i did i i always kind of i think i gravitated toward the toward the monkeys and the more leathery yeah. animals <laughs> the more leather animals is like, that what you said so like yeah so like rhinos and elephants and like those oh. types of types of things i don't know how to okay. how to leathery, describe yeah, them yeah. besides leather leathery <laughs> <laughs> what what drew you to leathery animals i don't know they just seemed so like alienish in an interesting yeah. way because they don't have because they don't like look the, like the typical way that mammals do with like mm. obvious yeah i don't know they seem they seemed like they just seemed more exotic yeah they don't have they don't have fur they don't they're not like smooth yeah are you were you drawn to like cows like animals that actually produce leather or just like this weird texture of beast i think the weird texture of beast (laughs) more than anything else i think because i think just because maybe those aren't animals that you see in america in the wild that much yeah you know, like the closest sense. thing I can imagine is an armadillo. Yes, that the closest does thing have... I can imagine to an elephant in America <laughs> is an armadillo. <laughs> I, I, and I, I don't weirdly... think I'm wrong. I no, no, wrong. no. Weirdly, I totally get what you mean. That it's this like weirdly textured, you know, critter. Yeah. Like a ah, uh, you know, what animal I've never seen in real life, and I would love to see in real life. Mm-hmm. Just a freaking pangolin. Ooh, yeah. Those are kind of armadillo-esque, right? Yeah, that that's what that's kind of where I got to from but there. But cuter. They're like a cross between an armadillo and an anteater. Yeah, right? and they've got like claws and they like waddle around yeah. and they look so they look so pathetic. I, I love, love a waddling animal. <laughs> <laughs> any, um, so any anything leathery and anything that waddles. Yeah. And and uh I should also say I mean like I 
I, I also, I grew up in the Bay, so I did get to go to uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium pretty often. Oh, nice. Uh, and I love aquariums. Like, aquariums are very cool. I really love fish. And, like, I had a, I, I, ha- I also had a phase you know, when I was, like, younger where I was, like, really into learning about, like, snakes. And obviously I had, like, a dinosaur phase, too. So, you know, kind of, nice. kind of the yeah. classic... Kind of the classic little boy things that, <laughs> that you go through. Um, but I also, I'm in grad school studying cuttlefish camouflage right now. Whoa, holy shit. Yeah, did I did, did, did I not mention this in, in our first recording? No, you yeah. definitely didn't. That's incredible. Yeah. How did you not mention this in your... Okay, wait, tell me everything about cuttlefish camouflage. I've seen videos. They're incredible. Yeah, they Amr, are. Amr, you're my, you're my favorite person. What the fuck? <laughs> this is amazing. They are... Uh, rapidly adaptive uh camouflagers in a way that uh chameleons and other like uh static camouflaging insects are not and it's it's an insane like i i truly can't describe it you have to like uh if you go to my this this guy's on my committee actually roger hanlon if you go to his website he has tons of videos of like uh cuttlefish and octopi from like up close and in the wild and in lab settings kind of shifting through different um camouflage patterns and it's fascinating i never get i never get tired of like of watching that and um i'm kind of on the side i'm right now on the the side of the project where i only have to like analyze images of them so i don't work with them hands-on but Mm -hmm. last year i did get to go to the marine biological lab in cape cod and uh meet them (laughs) in person (laughs) Uh, you met the, you met the cuttlefish. Yeah. You say that like they're like celebrities, rock stars. Well, so they're extremely intelligent. Um, cuttlefish, octopi, cephalopods in general are very intelligent. I don't know that the same thing can be said about squid, but no, squid squids are fucking dumbasses. Yeah, but octopi, octopi, and uh, cuttlefish are are very smart. And here's a here's a fun fact: octopi is not actually the plural of octopus. It, what is it? I say that I I said octopi because I'm like used to it and like that's what we all yeah, learn. Yeah. But but octopus is not a word with a Latin root. It's a Greek word. So the proper plural is actually octopodes. Octopodes? Yeah. Like O T I E S is no. That? So O C T O, yeah O C T O P O D E S. O D E S. Like podes, but octopodes. Yeah. Whoa! This is yeah. I. Fuck the fuck Dylan's <laughs> art. This is what the podcast is now. I learned about and and the reason I learned that is because that same that same committee member was telling us how in his master's thesis he used he used uh, the word octopi and his advisor absolutely chewed him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in his fucking master's thesis? Yeah, <laughs> he should he definitely should have known better by then because he knows so much about octopi. But just that just that plural was like something that he had missed <laughs> his whole like grad career. That's so funny. And yeah, that's really like ingrained into us from an extremely yeah. young age. And it's also presented as like a fun fact in its own right. They're like, oh, octopuses yeah. isn't the right. But actually, octopuses is more correct than octopi <laughs> is. Would, would you say that like even just saying octopus is more correct? Like o- like singular, like the way that like the, the plural like of moose fish, is like moose? The, or yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, would accept, I would accept that. I don't think I would correct somebody mm. if they referred to... Uh, a group of octopi, a, a group, see, a group of <laughs> octopodes as octopus. What is a group like of those octopus? That's what is a group of octopodes? That's called? an interesting question. Um, let's. Because I love that shit. Like a parliament of owls, I love that. What like the, is the random a, names? I don't know if the if the sound of my keyboard will be picked up, but I'm frantically googling. <laughs> what is a group of 
octopus called? But see, I think octop octopi are fairly solitary, from what I understand. Mm. So, yeah, exactly. So, so the Google says there is no name for a group of octo octop octopi. It says octopi because <laughs> they are Google's fucking wrong. Because they are solitary animals that live alone in an underwater den for their entire lives. So, wow. Yeah, it's not really like. Yeah, you wouldn't really I, find them. You wouldn't really find them in a pack per se. I'm feeling kind of way less bad about being like so socially isolated during core. <laughs> yeah. Especially like, you know, given how an octopus might spend its entire yeah. adult life. An alone. octopi also eat can or also have also been known to eat their young. So as long as you're not oh, doing that, you're also I, doing no, good. I, yeah. I do do that. I do that. Oh, no, Zach. And, and that make, no, that makes me like, you know, I really <laughs> identify with these creatures a lot more now. Do you not eat your young? I thought it would, I thought we were supposed to do that. No, um, I've, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm vegan when it comes to my young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll eat other people's young. Yeah. Um, but no, okay. yeah, I like, yeah, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. That, yeah, I'm, I, I would be down to come back and t and talk just about this too. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Oh my god, wait. Okay, so so, um, we're I'm I'm gonna be on on your podcast soon talking about the thing. Um, yeah. The thing. There's no way that I'm not gonna make you talk about like the adaptive properties of cephalopods Ooh, yeah. when we talk about a fucking <laughs> shape-shifting monster so listen yeah. listen for that yeah. when I, this special secret tie-in for people who've listened yeah. to both podcasts would i berate you about cephalopods yeah, the one person we're talking to you josh i assume <laughs> hey josh what's up that's gonna be our name for our common fan <laughs> josh podcast <laughs> <laughs> he listens to every podcast. This is to every podcast. So this is a podcast about the 2011 film We Bought a Zoo, and uh, more <laughs> <You> specifically, <laughs> the way he said that was so tired. <laughs> I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> it's fine. Um, this is a film about the 2000. This is a film about. Oh my god! This is a movie. <laughs> Fuck! This is a podcast about the 2011 film We Bought a Zoo. More specifically, this episode is about the art of Dylan May. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, fifteen minutes in, let's let's contextualize this boy. Yeah, let's tell the world about this boy. Dylan is Benjamin Mee's one of Benjamin Mee's children, right? Yes. Uh, he has a younger sister, but uh, and we have and we know that uh, he's lost his mom. Um, yep. and he's been acting out at school. He sure fucking has. In the beginning yeah. of the movie, that's what we that's what we're that's kind of our first introduction to him. Yeah. We he, he's this moody little twerp and yeah. uh what was the what was the acronym I came up with on the <laughs> Oh, on, on the last episode? episode? Oh, yeah. fucking uh, hell. You had you had acronyms for both uh him and Rosie. Yeah. And Ro Rosie K W A B C. Kid with No, no, no. M K Oh, W A B C, Moody Kid, M W M K M K M K W A B C, Moody Kid, Moody Kid with a Moody Kid with a bowl cut. Fuck, I I was I kept thinking like Moody Kid with a bad attitude. That's not right. With a bad attitude. Moody Kid with a bowl cut. He he certainly is a movie kid with a bowl cut. Um, 
And what was Rosie's? It was like move, movie. Oh, uh, kid who's like wise gr- beyond her years. But I, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, that acronym will take ages. To, to, yeah, we're not going to think about that. Um, I also slept very late last night. So. <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, how much how much sleep do we have between us? Do you think in this in this recording? Oh man, like three hours. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> unhinged, unhinged pod. Um. So th- this is a-, a moody kid with a bowl cut, yeah. and he certainly is a moody kid, and he certainly has a bowl cut. Yeah. Uh, we are introduced to him. Uh, you know, one of his first lines is, "No one's gonna give an f to a kid whose mom died six months ago." Yeah. And so that that's kind of like his attitude towards things that he he thinks you know he can act out because he has this you know emotionally dis- disturbing get out of jail free card. Yeah, I hated I hated that when I first heard that line i hated i hated that like yeah it was it's very attitude. it's a it's an awful thing to say yeah i mean it tells us like a lot almost everything we need to know about this kid yeah. like immediately it's like oh this is his attitude towards the death of his mother you know six months down the road yeah. um and you know i don't want to sympathize with benjamin too much because i think he treats dylan pretty poorly but you can understand why he's frustrated with dylan yeah yeah, um, absolutely. But the first uh, kind of longer sequence we get with Dylan is he's in the prince. He's Benjamin has been called to the principal's office because Dylan has been caught stealing. Mm-hmm. And while they are there, the principal wants to show Benjamin some of Dylan's art. Yeah. Um, and let's and talk so let's, about that art. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about this freaking art. Um, and so in the movie, you kind of see them going down the hallway, like past like the artwork of like other kids at the school right and it's really... right because this is this is art that is being publicly displayed this is yeah. a large i think that's important it's to like say. Must it's have a been large... some assignment where the kids had to do like have to like draw posters or like something like that and they're like all yeah. they're like posted up above the lockers um yeah. and they're all pretty like normy ro- they're pretty normy yeah and they're pretty like <laughs> rosy as far as their outlook like yeah uh there's one that's like a big uh it just says like love in cursive with like a big heart and there's like writing there's like some yep. writing behind it probably some like poem or something like that uh yeah and then there's a like being green like mural about like recycling and there's it yeah. looks like there's an asteroid in there too yeah like, i i literally like i was being diverted I, away from the earth <laughs> i truly have no idea if you can i mean if you're at this point in the movie or if you're looking at the google doc there's this um it's the earth in the middle the recycling logo in the upper left uh, a a box of looks you know, like v- discarded VHSs. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be batteries. I don't know what it is. It's it's detritus. It yeah. says recycle on it. And then in the on the right of the Earth is like a flying saucer of asteroids with another asteroid being hurled at it. Yeah, it looks like and, mo- like the flying saucer of asteroids looks like a plate of dirt. If we're being, if we're it, being yeah, honest. it's it's a it's a it's just a chunk of mud. And yeah. I it, if you know what this is. I would yeah, love to hear DM, your analysis. Please DM either of us. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. And, you know, I, when we get to Dylan's art, you know, it might be disturbing, but it's clear. That's yeah. one thing I can say yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, There's no sort of ambiguity about what we're seeing when it comes to Dylan's art. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, the next one, there's... there's and it's a, also like the being green. It, it's the, the way it's written. It's also like... Yeah. It's not oh. like, let's be green or like... Being green is good. It's just like the concept. 
<laughs> just says <laughs> being, being green. green. So this and might, also, for all we know, be a right wing critique of being green. It doesn't <laughs> take a stand on being green. <laughs> look, look, all of the symbolism for recycling is beyond the earth. It yeah. has been shunted uh-huh. uh, away from the planet. Yeah. This might be, and being green isn't even yeah. written in green. Mm-hmm. We're going to record a whole other uh, podcast. <laughs> Not even a whole other episode. We're going to start a new podcast about this mural. <laughs> being green cast. Being green cast within. <laughs> uh, okay, the next the next mural, um, we only see a brief glimpse of it, but it's a, it's, um, the principal calls it uh, world peace. It shows a, a person's, two people's hands, one black, one white. Yeah. The one hand has like a peace symbol on it. They're shaking hands. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's nice, very, I you guess, know, but it's like, you it's, know, it's so like normie Pinterest shit. <laughs> yes. It's, it's like if you Googled like ending racism and that's what yeah. would come up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Then there's exactly. a, <laughs> then there's a picture of uh, a drawing of Bob Marley. Yeah. Which is not good. <laughs> no, it looks nothing like the man. It's not a good, he's, Bob Marley would be upset by this. Yeah. I know he was generally a peaceful guy with like a, with like a positive <laughs> outlook, but I think Yeah. I think uh he could go to war over this. <laughs> the inside of the guitar isn't even colored in properly. Yeah, it's very weird. Well, I don't know why there's a soccer ball there. Is that is there Yeah, does Bob an Marley have any Is there Bob, an association? I'm going to google there? this. Bob Marley I mean, soccer? I could be Yeah, maybe I just don't know that. Images There are photos of him playing soccer. Was Bob Marley a soccer player? No, but he posed for pictures. Wait, Bob was a midfielder. What? Do wait. Did did Bob Marley play soccer? This wait. is crazy. No, okay, we're no, learning yeah, yeah, yeah. so much. Wait, hang on. I. This is. Hang on. Did he play? Well, I guess it would have been called football. Bob Marley had had a competitive side. I, yeah, I'm looking at the same <laughs> association to football. Or, you know, I guess he, uh, yeah, wow. I guess he liked soccer. He liked it. It was That's a big an egg part on, of it. Egg on my face, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> egg on both of our faces for not knowing more about Bob Marley's association with football, soccer. This is interesting. Put this, put this article in the in the in the episode description too. In the, in the, in the show notes, yeah. <laughs> There's also like a you can also see the corner of a poster about like the spring, like an upcoming spring fling. Yep, yep. In the corner, it says, uh, like, Adam's school spring fling. There, uh, there's, like, a, a thing that says, like, tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah. you're you're my friend. Hey, yeah. spring fling. Get your tickets. And then, you know, moving moving right past Bob. They also put him over the faculty restrooms. Oh, yeah, that's rude. That, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, right, ben- right beneath the man <laughs> is the faculty restroom. Unless... You know, that's where the faculty is going to uh, smoke in the middle of the day. Could be. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, uh, the last last one is a little sunflower yeah, in sunflower, the corner. Yeah, pretty generic, generic ass yeah. sunflower. And then, Oof. then we get to Dylan's art. Dylan me. The, the art that got the boy expelled. Yeah. And what we're looking at here is... Uh, we're <laughs> i'm trying to find the words honestly we're looking at a man who's being de- who has been de- decapitated yep right his head is flying off to his right and his mouth is his his right our left mm-hmm. yeah and his uh mouth is like 
flying open because he's been given a Joker smile, basically. Yes, this this man has been absolutely. What's Joker-fied. the word? What's the word for a Joker smile? There's like a term for that. Like, uh, it's like, like a, a. It's not Colombian necktie, but it's something like. That. It's like a Glasgow smile or something uh, like that, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Isn't yeah. That? Glasgow smile. We're learning so much. Yeah. So this this man's been given a, a Glasgow. Oh fuck, Glasgow or is it is it Glasgow? How do you say it? Glasgow. Glasgow. Whatever. I don't know. Who's Glasgow. <laughs> um, yeah, our yes, Scottish so bl- listeners slide in our DMs. <laughs> uh, blood is spurting out of the man's neck, and yeah. I just want to say, it's good. Yeah, it's a good. It's yeah. There's shade. There's like shading the like. It's a, it's like an action shot. You can feel the motion. Yeah. Like the you can you feel, feel the a sense of motion in this piece too. Like his head is flying off to the right, and you you sense that. Yeah. And the uh, blood is spurting, yeah. and and you you get a real sense of this man's like pain and shock yeah. because he's also like looking back towards his yeah. Severed so he's like head. he knows what's going on too, which like heightens the horror of this piece. Yes, and like there's a lot of like negative space where his head used to be that's like very jarring mm-hmm. too, and like yep. yeah, the neck the neck hole is gross in the best way. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's well realized and the yeah. shading is the excellent. It looks excellent. like yeah. it's it's pastel or I think it's pastel and and the background might be charcoal. And if we it, compare it looks... this against the other murals, this looks like an it's an elevated work of like, uh, alongside these murals it, it is an elevated piece, I think. 100%. I mean I mean he in clearly terms of... spent more time on this than anybody else spent on theirs. Yes, I would say that um artistically this is the most out of place in terms of its quality mm-hmm. not not content not content um i mean also content <laughs> yeah. but but I'm, <laughs> I'm talking just about quality i think maybe the only one that comes close is maybe like the drawing of the sunflower i think is is a pretty well-drawn maybe, sunflower. yeah i guess it's, if it's like if the rest of it is like kind of van goey then i could probably like understand it like yeah maybe you know what they probably used van gogh as a reference there you can really you can really feel the influence. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is Dylan's this is Dylan's um, horrific piece that yeah. his father likens to was it like Charles Manson? Yeah, um, which is crazy because if you listen to Charles Manson's music, it's not it's it doesn't sound like he spent as much up. time on that as as this. God damn it! I'm sorry. <laughs> the wait wait wait. Uh, yeah yeah, you got a text. Did you just did you just confuse Charles Manson with Marilyn Manson? No, Charles Manson released music too. Are you serious? No, he like he like that was like his. That's like what he wanted to. From what I understand, that's what he like wanted to do. And he uh, like this is a Google. This is a Google heavy episode. Charles Charles Manson wrote music. He like oh, ran with what? one of the. He like ran with one of the Beach Boys for a bit too. Dennis Wilson, I think. Oh, holy shit! Yeah. And his music isn't bad, but it's just, it's just not like good. <laughs> it's not like oh it's, he wouldn't be a star, but it's not like bad music. This is insane. Char- There's a Wikipedia entry called Charles Manson discography. Yeah. Oh my no, god. No, it's been like released and stuff too. You can probably find it on Spotify. All right. Well, and I don't I'll know if dive like, into this copyright later. shit applies to him. We could probably play it play it on the pod. <laughs> I I'm not gonna take that chance. <laughs> And also, I don't want to listen to that man's Can you imagine if you got sued music. by the estate of Charles Manson for a podcast about We Bought a Zoo? Oh, it would be a perfect story. It would be, yeah. But it would be a perfect story. I'm kind of egging you on. Right I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall into this trap, you fucking animal. 
Um, but but yeah, he he likes it to Charles Manson, which I I am still in shock about that. That's I'm gonna take this out wild. of context and say Zach doesn't want to disrespect the memory of Charles. Manson. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. That's what he's saying. His words. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know why was that so funny that caught me off guard so much okay um fuck um so this is fuck i need to, i just need to br- i just like to breathe and reset for a second yeah. <laughs> holy shit up next so fuck. i mean you should you should say a little bit about like you said uh his dad's reaction to the art right like- right yes thank you um he his dad you know this is the moment where he, where he becomes where uh, Dylan is expelled from the school, um, mostly for the stealing, but the art didn't help. And Benjamin drags him out into the uh, into the parking lot and chastises him, and he says that he's disappointed in him for stealing, and he says that he's you know he likes his art, but not when he draws like this. He you know he 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 acknowledges that his son is a good artist, but yeah, he knows that you know this is really disturbing stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, it is, it's good art. I, I should also say though, it is like, it has a touch of like an Ed Hardy emo and an Ed Hardy slash emo kid, like overly emo kid vibe to it. That like, I th- I think that very comes back. Eye, very yeah. eye roll in, in, in a certain way too. That comes back, I think as a theme in a lot of yeah. Dylan's art. We'll mm-hmm. see that this kind of like hot topic, edgy. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, very edgy. Like, like this is a this is a kid who watched Salad Fingers. This is a kid who <laughs> I haven't seen Salad Fingers. Oh, I refused to watch it as a kid. I don't know um, what I don't. I actually don't even know what it is. If I'm being honest. Oh, it's like a very disturbing. It was big, I, like a little bit before Charlie the Unicorn. I think it was like pre pre Charlie hmm. the Unicorn viral animated oh, like early inter- early internet viral. yeah early internet viral animated videos um, about a very creepy looking character named Salad Fingers who had like long spindly fingers mm. and like gaunt eyes. And I I never watched it because everybody at my school, you know, my elementary school was obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I it creeped me out, and I was like, well. I, I used it as a, like, uh, excuse not to watch it. Because I was like, oh, everyone wants to watch it, so I'm not going to. But really, <laughs> I was just freaked out by it. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I mean, it, it's very, you know, it's that, like, happy tree friends, maybe? Is that another yeah, yeah, reference yeah. that this kid yeah, probably grew up on? Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Uh, Invader Zim is probably a reference for this kid. Um, but, yeah, we get into what, what I've, I call Dylan's pre-zoo art yeah and these are um, and you should think of these as periods in the same way as picasso has his uh mm-hmm. blue period his red period and his african period you know like this is yeah these are dylan's uh dylan's artistic periods so we had yes pre we had his school period and now. yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a significant overlap i think between yeah. the school period and the pre-zoo period yeah um but there is, you know, in terms of when we are chronologically introduced to his art, this is now explicitly post-school pre-zoo. Yes. Because yes, he has been yeah. expelled. And uh, um, in this scene, I think, like, he's, Dylan's asleep and, like, his dad picks up his note, picks up his notebook and, like, looks, looks at the, looks through his drawings, which, first of all, kind of an invasion of the kid's privacy. Yep, I but, would agree. yeah, you get a, you get uh, a glimpse at these, like, I think they're, like, charcoal sketches that he's done. Yeah, these but are these are the charcoal pencil with that's like in the notebook is just a pencil. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh oh, let's see if I can zoom in. It is a 
Uh, I can't tell. It's too blurry. I can't tell what uh, thickness it is. It might be H2, mm-hmm. but like it is a um, just a just a fucking drawing pencil. Not even one of the thick ones with like the thick nubs that give you those those like really thick lines. This is like a pretty well sharpened thin pencil. Yeah, clearly not what he has been <laughs> yeah. using to draw. Um, but uh, these are these are you know thick yeah. charcoal or or pastel or those thick. Um, thick pencil line art and i think i think the at least the um the colors in this are pastel yeah. which are few and far between and and they're kind of used to highlight certain details of the drawing yeah. so let's let's start um yeah let's start with the first with that, piece that uh, first piece the, which is a two-page spread yeah a diptych i think is what they call yeah. it yeah yes yes <laughs> um it is a a figure on the left side of the page mm-hmm. who is uh he's sort of, bald yeah think of an old-timey gym goer <laughs> yes yeah, yeah yeah like a like he, oh, oh oh like one of those a things pugilist like you, a what a pugilist an old-timey boxer where they like put their hands up backwards like yes that? um yeah. yeah i did not know that um i'm learning so much on this episode yeah in like a 50s um, and he's wearing like a 50s like tank swimsuit. style swimsuit Yes, and he's he's got he's thickly built. He's bald. He has like a, a, an overhanging brow, and he has these terrifying stalks, uh, almost like like grotesque trees sprouting from his head. Mm-hmm. These these barren See, I trees. I wonder if the I wonder if those are supposed to be part of his head or a ba- or like background or like well, if you look on the or left like side conveying of the emotion face, or conveying his like. His turmoil. I think I think it's it's a bit of it's part of him, and I think it's the turmoil. Because if you look on the left side of the face, you can see that there is this like creeping, dark, uh, almost like a like a spider web of sure. of veins that have like come down this man's face, connected to what the, this horrid tree. It's like the yeah. roots of the tree are growing mm-hmm. into him. So I think it, it represents this man's turmoil. Yeah. But it is, it is like externalized. And yeah. trees, we're, we're going to see that is a, a theme in Dylan's work. Yeah. Uh, and, and we can really understand the trees and the roots mm-hmm. of trees. Yeah. Um, and on the right side, we have uh, a much a much gaunter figure. Yes. With sort of scraggly, scraggly and very thin hair. Um, yeah. His mouth, he has no mouth or it like looks like he's trying, like his this face is-, <laughs> is very long and it like looks a lot like it's this like is- neat, like neat, that scene in the matrix where I was about to say, yeah. oh my God, I was about to say that. I was literally about to say that. Yes. It's, it's literally Neo in the matrix when his mouth is melting. Yeah. <laughs> or like a sl- like kind of a Slenderman vibe too. Yes. To this. Yeah. Well, this but- is, I think this is pre-Slenderman, isn't it? It's 20, 2010 pre-Slenderman. Yeah. 2011, I, I think. Well, like it's yeah. not pre, it's not pre- Slenderman on the internet. It's pre-Slenderman the movie. Yes. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But but I mean, all that to say is Slenderman could have been an influence yeah. here. Uh, and uh, another thing that I'm that I like this, I genuinely feel like maybe this could be an influence on this too. If you look at both of them, they look like two of the Cenobites in Hellraiser. Oh, I yeah. see. I've never I've never seen I've never seen Hellraiser. Yeah, Butterball and the Chatterer are like the two. The two that that these remind me of. If you look up the Chatterer in Hellraiser, and then look up Butterball. Yeah, I I am doing that right. This is a, this is a very Google heavy episode. Wow, yeah. you're right. Yeah, these could definitely be influences. This are, are 
I, I it's not one to one, but it yeah. does feel it feels like an influence. And it looks like a like a knockoff version of those of those Cenobites. Something that I'm noticing looking in the background of of this second image is there's a figure in the background of a woman. You can tell it's a woman because she's has a skirt. And, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. she's 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 you know completely shrouded in darkness over this man's shoulder, just. Uh, haunting him it's unclear haunting but him or maybe she's leaving him yeah it i think both are are probably relevant to dylan if if that mm-hmm. woman you know is a stand-in for the mother yeah um and, and i think you know this i don't know who the man on the left could be though that's what no is. i i don't think i don't think there is a one-to-one i think he's drawing yeah. you know a man who's tormented mm-hmm. but i think i think this shadowed woman figure who who comes back a lot in his art yeah, I think that does represent the mother. And if you were to fill in the hair, if it were full, it would be a bowl cut. So maybe this is supposed to be a self-portrait. Yes, the, like the twist, guy on the right. Twisted self-portrait. Just a fucked up, twisted little yeah. portrait. <laughs> um, should we move on to the second yes. Uh, diptych? Yes, please. So we we now see in the same notebook this... Uh, on the left is a person standing uh, kneeling over a uh surface their their head is in their hands and on yeah. the ta- on the surface in front of them is a pit yeah um with tiny people surrounding the edges and, and maybe on their way to, to fall mm-hmm. in and do um, we think that this is dylan's kind of perception of what he does to those around him maybe i think that that's a good read i think this is a very clear or maybe it could be his dad and he, what he perceives his dad to be doing to the people around him. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a, this is a visual representation of uh, of grief. I think yeah. this is grief. And you can see again. There's this figure behind him, but it's this ghost almost. It's this. Oh it's yeah, this, this one's outline. really faint. Yeah, it's it's almost like it was drawn in and then erased to give that kind of faint impression, yeah. um, stylistically, which I, I think is neat. But it's very um, haunting. Yeah. And, and this, I think, you know, it could stand in for him. It could stand in for Benjamin. But I think gr- grief really takes front and center here. This pit of depression, which is kind of drawing in people around them. And yeah. this figure with their head in their hands, totally unable to cope. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking notes. I'm taking notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And on the right, so on the right... So on the right side, we have uh, in the foreground a woman holding a baby, but mm-hmm. the baby is just is like an outline, and its face there's just an X over its face. That looks like those old Flash animation games. Do you remember those? Those are on like yeah. um, the like yeah. beat 'em up um, uh-huh. Newgrounds, uh, not Newgrounds, uh, maybe Albino Black Sheep uh, of those like thick stick figures who would just punch each other and they had those like x's for faces yeah that's what that looks like and uh in in the background in the background of this picture this drawing is a figure standing in a doorway and this one is unclear to me because it feels like in this one the mother's staying around but the kid is not around and there's somebody else either arriving or leaving this is an interesting kind of read and i want to know what you think about this uh-huh. and I, I there's something that i i didn't include in this google doc but something that i picked up on while i was looking at the art in the movie i wonder if 
This is a portrait of how Dylan felt when Rosie was born. Where whoa, where Dylan yeah. is the figure standing way off in the distance, kind of shunned by the family. The mother, who he had a very deep connection with, is now fawning over a new infant. And something that I picked up on when I was looking at, at the art in the movie is a lot of art that is hung up around the house appears to be Rosie's. Whoa. There is there is a lot of art yeah. that is very clearly like a young child drew it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like it would be Dylan's because I feel like Dylan is the kind of kid who'd be embarrassed by like childhood art up on the walls. Yeah. So it feels like and, and even there's a moment where there's like a framed photo of of like a butterfly drawing mm-hmm. that I think Rosie. So like Benjamin has and maybe both the parents have put a lot of attention towards Rosie and especially towards showcasing her creativity because it's more consumable 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 and Mm -hmm. dylan feels rejected i think maybe this is what this this image wow yeah no i think i i think i agree with that read that's a that's a really good read i yeah and and there is that kind of there is that dark undercurrent in this movie of like this perception that dylan is very clearly not the favorite yeah yeah, he. I mean, he flat out says it at one point. He's like, he's like, I, I can't look at Dylan because he reminds me too much of of uh, Catherine. And also, like, you could just see that Dylan is is this neglected kid who isn't listened to, and Benjamin spends almost all of his time with Rosie. Yeah, the fact that he takes he takes Rosie with him to look at houses and doesn't take Dylan for whatever reason, and Dylan only finds out after they've made the purchase. It's insane. Yeah. And and it still doesn't really really get resolved at the end of the movie. Like they, no. it just starts to get resolved. I think like, right. And I don't we, we think get... like that resolution is like. And I think it was also still cast as like both of them were equally like at fault. But it's also like no, you should have been paying attention to this to your to your older kid too. Like this is yeah. Like that's your job as a parent. You can't like. I, I, Dylan does way more emotional work to forgive his father than is earned by the yeah. father, mm-hmm. uh, which we can see. I think, you know, when we get to the, uh, the latter part of Dylan's career as an artist in this film, I think we'll see, I have some takes on, on what his art means and we'll, yeah. we'll get there. The final image. And, and I've talked about this on this podcast already. Uh, the final thing is, is a spread. The final thing in his prezu period. Yes. His prezu yeah. period is a spread across two pages, <laughs> not a diptych, it is, is fully a spread of just an absolute ripoff of the cover of The Court of the Crimson. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and what's funny and, is uh, I have, my, I, I have the, the vinyl outside and it opens in a way that like it splits in the middle. It's so, the same, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, it's like a gatefold. Yeah. It gets like a gatefold LP that looks exactly like this. Yeah, someone just had it. The only thing that Dylan has added Besides changing the colors, yeah. and this is something that comes up in his art later, is I've, I've just noticed there are two eyes yeah. on one half of the face. Yeah. And so he's he's kind of added this body horror element yeah. of, of like extra... In the, gatefold, ex- in the gatefold LP, that is an ear. <laughs> <laughs> that extra eye off to the left is an ear. Uh, so yeah, he's taking some creative liberties, but yeah. but he uh, is this clearly drawing... This kid's into drawing. prog rock, dude. <laughs> Uh, there was a period when I tried really hard to convince myself that I liked prog rock. 
And it was because my, my friend Max, when I was like 15 or 16, was really, really into Prague. And he was like, you got to listen to Genesis. You got to listen to Yes. And I was like, okay, Max, I will. And like, I would put it on and I'd be like, ah, yeah. Look, and it's very, here's what I'll say about Prague Rock because I'm a big Prague Rock fan. Yeah. Um, it's very, I'm, I, will, I will be the first to admit that it is extremely cheesy mm-hmm. and extremely corny, but you have to get into the head. You have to get into a headspace. You have to get into that headspace to enjoy it. You have to be corny. You have to be corny while you're listening to it. There's some prog that I like, and some prog. I mean, like I think, uh, obviously, Roundabout is an incredible song. Oh yeah, um, yes, yeah, but- yes. Is fragile is an amazing album. Genesis is selling England by the pound is an amazing album. Court of the Crimson King is an amazing album. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's one song by Genesis that I like, and the rest I don't really care about. Mm. And here's you know controversially let me know what you think about my taste sure supper's ready is that off a of foxtrot yeah that's the last track on that's a 22 okay. minute track on foxtrot <laughs> i i don't remember i don't really remember foxtrot but i think that's that's a that's a classic i do like okay peter gabriel's genesis though mm. so i don't know enough to like d- distinguish the eras yeah because i mean eventually genesis. phil collins became the lead yeah and like they, then I think I don't know if they were as proggy after that because I haven't re- re- really listened to that. We're we're covering a lot of ground on this episode. Yeah, <laughs> the, we're it. we're doing a lot, and that's what this podcast yeah. is, you know. <laughs> um, let's continue to Dylan's post zoo. I mean, yes, post zoo. I mean, like when you say at the after, zoo. yes, at the zoo period, right? Yeah. yeah. Po- when I when I say post zoo, I mean post. It's post to the buying. Of yes, the zoo. post post mm-hmm. zoo arrival. Right. Um, the first image we see is when he is uh, alone in an old abandoned shed. We never are yeah. really clear on the geography of where this is, but he's drawing a, a creepy little zombie face yeah. when Elle Fanning finds him. And yeah. this is, I, I, before we talk about the face, I, I want to focus on what's going on in the left of the page, which is a tree, a naked tree, no leaves, with roots spreading deep underground and a figure next to it and mm-hmm. so this is the continuation of of dylan's obsession with trees with deep roots kind of as an infection almost yep. and with um shadowy figures mm-hmm. and i wonder if we can read this as you know it almost looks like it's it's a robed figure is it a dress is this a woman does yeah. it represent the mother is it just a it looks a, almost victorian distance yes a sort yeah, of jane eyre vibes because there's also like a, yes there's a tree in that book that were that was like struck by lightning as well and like mm. yeah she's like standing by so i don't know yeah it's uh is is dylan way more literary than we're yeah. giving him credit for <laughs> he's a bronte he's a bronte fan. <laughs> uh, he's read dickinson yeah <laughs> um and do you but, think these are part of the same... Are we supposed to see this as one piece? Well, I don't know, because he's drawn this horizon line, which yeah. extends across the page and does enter So is this into, like a person in the foreground who's like walking away from this figure next to the tree? I like that. I, I think, yes. I think that is a good way to read it. And yeah. there's also like a black... There's a black metal quality to the figure on the right as well. Very yes. like the... When the light takes us, like Dark Thrones, Transylvanian hunger type. That's a... That's an, album from like the first wave of black metal when everybody was like racist and anti-semitic <laughs> uh-oh yeah do we have to talk to dylan <laughs> we, we might but this is i, I will say it's like norwegian using... black metal vibes <laughs> he is using the right 
drawing instrument for what is happening here. It's not just a pencil. Yeah, yeah. With a charcoal drawing. This is a, a you know, a thin I wonder, marker. Do you think the actor actually drew these? No. So, so here's what I have to say about that is that every time that we see Dylan working on a piece, he is like working on coloring in a section or going over one line mm-hmm. repeatedly. So I, I think, and we'll see that later. There's a part where he's like coloring in a drawing red and it's like the same part that he's been working on for hours and it cuts to another scene and he's still coloring in that part red. And so it's like, it's, it's clearly like he was handed this finished product yeah, <laughs> and he has to, all he has to do is go over like the mouth um but but yeah this is like a a gaunt creepy skeleton this looks like the cenobite you mentioned um yeah uh it's got the the, the mouth this next one or the Uh, the, no no the zombie zombie guy the zombie the zombie yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um but it, it also something that he says here lily approaches him and she says you know where's the sun and he says there's no sun in the underworld and so this is the first kind of commentary that we get out of dylan's mouth about his own art Mm. he is drawing uh, the underworld he's yeah. this is this is hell and like you said there's the there's also the uh and it's like the 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 repeating theme of of sunshine in this movie too right like yes i mean kind of it's it's anti it's, it's other side yes i i mean i haven't done an episode on the sun no? yet okay, okay i hope to i hope to very soon but but yeah you're right this is like the the continuation of the theme of sun sunshine sunlight the presence of the sun in this movie and the fact that Dylan uh, is is deliberately creating a world with an absence of sun, yeah. an absence of light. Mm-hmm. Um, if we if we continue, we see his next piece of art, and this is interesting. This is this is multimedia. Yeah, you know this this thick line art, but what looks like maybe colored pencil mm-hmm. as far as the coloring goes, and then maybe a, a marker for some of the shading. It's, yeah. it, there's a lot going on here, but again. It is this tree, mm-hmm. these with these these dark evil roots, trees, veins, roots. Yeah, like it's yep. there's. Uh, I think the the boundaries between those three things get among those three things get blurred a lot in this in in in, in his artwork. Um, yes, and they're going into a bottle of what I think is supposed to be poison. Yes, it, it it's a a, a, a bottle. Poison. A little vial that has X's on it, so it's probably poison or it's a stand-in for some kind of substance yeah. of use. Well, like XXX is usually what they put on like liquor, on like yes. in, on, on like the big Saint Bernard when they have like the barrels. yeah. <laughs> they always have XXX, XXX, or it um, could be liquid porn. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, the roots some coming sort of out of it are horny. form of porn. <laughs> um. And it's a figure who's holding this, and the figure we we don't get a clear shot of it very very well, but it is does it does not have eyes. It has a gaping mouth with big yeah. teeth. Um, yeah, and and this also is another, like, like Hellraiser. Chatter, yeah, yeah. Um, and it is you know it, this one's a little harder to crack. I don't really know, you know what what's the symbolism here of a creature with no eyes holding poison i think i I, again i feel like uh, a lot of dylan's uh, i mean i think this might be also a rep uh another twisted self-portrait in the (laughs) sense that he feels like he's ever since he's lost his mom he's moving through this world directionless Mm -hmm. blind so he has no eyes um 
and all he has to sustain himself is his grief, which is the poison. Yeah. That's what that's what my read is on this. I like that. I I I just thought of something. What if this is a, a portrait of his father who is blind to his struggles? Ooh. And and the uh the the bottle is the zoo. And Whoa. and the the roots okay. growing, you know, cuz we see a lot of trees on the yeah. property and the and the roots kind of growing out of it represent the 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 brambles of the zoo that have in, that that uh, Benjamin is drunk on. Sure. You know, he is he he has put all of his time into imbibing the ichor of the zoological purchase. <laughs> <laughs> uh and, yeah. is, and is completely blind to, to Dylan's struggles. Yeah, could be. And that's a, that's an interesting thing because I think in a, in a in an earlier in an, in one of his earlier pieces I also said this could be either Dylan or his dad. And I think like that's an interesting thing that his art art does is that it it could it's like everything is about his relationship with his dad in that his pieces could be interpreted as being about himself or his dad yes and and something i noticed on this read and i uh, on this watch rather and i'd love to do another episode on this is that you know with all the differences they have there are a lot of similarities especially sartorially there are so there are so many times when they are wearing very similar clothing mm-hmm and it's it's I would love to do a study of this movie's costumes and how yeah. they relate to you know the different characters. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time talking about like how great Elle Fanning's sweaters are, but I haven't really talked about what that represents. But Dylan's clothing, you know, there's one scene especially where you know they're both wearing these like very similarly colored plaid, and it's and it's striking not to see them resemble each other. So yeah, I. I think there is a lot of boundary crossing between the father and the son here. Um, yeah. The next, the next thing we see, I included this in in the document just to kind of show a little contrast here. Mm-hmm. But when Dylan receives a sandwich from Elle Fanning, she has drawn a little sun mm-hmm. to give to him. She is providing him the sunlight, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a little sun with sunglasses, looking chill. Yeah. Of a very sweet touch. Yes. Um, and this, I will, I will say. This is like the first piece of art in this movie that looks like it could have been drawn by the actor. Like this, yeah. <laughs> I, like this is something that like I feel like Elle Fanning could have drawn. Just sort of, uh, yeah, quickly put out between takes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were like, oh, "We need this, we need this prop," and Elle yeah. Fanning was like, "I can just do that." Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so this this is now the introduction of sunlight into his art. Yeah. Via. Uh, an out an exterior force mm-hmm. but as as we continue um the next thing we see which is a very kind of cute touch that i really didn't notice the first few times i watched this movie and only paid attention to on this rewatch is the next thing we see is this montage of them as they fix the zoo everyone's crossing off days on the calendar mm-hmm. and what i didn't notice the first few times is that every time it cuts to the calendar it's a different member of the me family ticking off the date uh-huh. and they and they all do it in very specific ways benjamin just draws like a line through mm-hmm. it rosie does a little check mark in red marker and uh dylan x's out the mm-hmm. uh number and doodles on the page which i think is oh, just like yeah. a it's a cute it's a cute t- like family touch of mm-hmm. like they all take turns doing it but he has drawn a haunting figure on the bottom yeah. of this page. he's obsessed with like haunting silhouettes this yes. Kid. I, oh, I love the way you just said silhouette. <laughs> silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, but but yeah, it's this it's this it's this one's definitely a woman and it's uh, off in the distance totally in shadow and there are more creeping 
tendrils, veins, yeah. roots underneath her. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of just a repetition of, of like the theme, which I mean, yeah, like the ghost of his mother and like the the consequent grief. Yeah. the The next thing we see that, that comes in this montage, and I've included a a a zoom in on it because we never we never get a close up. Yeah. Is another uh full spread image it looks like and the only detail you can really make out is it looks like a an arm a hand kind of grabbing at the ground yeah it looks like maybe somebody like cr- like crawling their way in like a desert or something i don't know yes they're 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 crawling away from something or towards something it's unclear yeah. and again that's a great that's like a great like read of like dylan we don't know whether he's like yeah, he doesn't know whether he's like going towards something or away from something. Or like, this is yeah. probably like, especially at this point in the movie, we don't know his like relationship with the zoo is still kind of like there's. It's starting to grow on him, but he's still opposed to it, and like, he's yeah, he's very he's very opposed to the zoo, um, but he you know has this innate kind of unspoken attraction to El Fanning, so it's like, w- yeah. what does he? Is he laboriously crawling towards that, and he knows it's challenging for him? <laughs> is he desperately trying to get away? Like it's it's a very inter- it's an interesting thing that you could read onto this. Yeah. The next thing we see, and this is this marks an extremely important shift for Dylan as an artist, because this is the first time that we see animals in his work. Yeah, and and that will that will come back throughout the rest of his art. But this is the first. This is the first piece of art that includes an animal, and this represents a tremendous shift. And I think exactly what you were talking about is that he has this outward hatred of the zoo, but internally he is yeah. he is internalizing the zoo. He's internalizing mm-hmm. the animals. Um, and this piece is a tiger with again an abnormal number of eyes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of figures walking into its mouth, and this is kind of like the opening of Aladdin vibes. <laughs> yes yeah yeah. it's very it's very cave of wonders except yeah. it also has a, a big claw on the side yeah. and i like this is the scene i was mentioning where like in one scene he's just coloring in the tongue red and then yeah. like the next scene hours later he's still just coloring in the tongue red <laughs> um well he's he he cares about his craft to that extent zach <laughs> yes um but but yeah this is the first time we see a tiger i also want to say that as we compare this to the tiger later in the movie that we've already talked about in this podcast uh you know the the tiger drawing that he does this tiger is way cooler yeah no absolutely but i think also this is supposed to be a pretty on the nose like representation of like the zoo is consuming him like yeah yes the zoo yeah. and, and especially spar you know this yeah. this the the sick tiger mm-hmm. you know it's it's consuming his father like emotionally yeah um and so i think you know the figures walking into its gaping maw could be his his family could be him could be his father could be his mother you know as as her memory is consumed by the current status of of working yep. on the zoo and protecting the tiger yep. a, a great use of negative space in this piece <laughs> yeah. i will say um this 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 bla- this black void around yeah. the tiger and the the contrast with the the redness of the tongue being the like the thing that pops out yeah this is i think his best use like of it's color. a tongue or like it could also be like a river of blood like yeah there's a lot of it's it's like a tongue that becomes a river of blood or maybe a red carpet kind of like yeah. beckoning these people in mm-hmm. it's I, I think this is his best piece in the film i'll be honest i think this is his best work 
Yeah, yeah, I think I would agree. And it's a shame because we don't get to see it very clearly. Yeah. Like I, I've zoomed in on it here. Uh, and we only get it in a few shots and never really up close. I appreciate the world building, I guess, that the yeah. the props people did in this movie to really fully realize drawings that we don't get to see. But like, I I wish that, that I could see this drawing more closely. Absolutely. And at this point of the movie, this is where we get the big blowout fight between Benjamin and, and Dylan. And this is where we get that post-fight reconciliation in the tiger cage where they don't really apologize to each other. But they're but... kind of bonding over... Um like spars yeah sickness or like how they, to, like, they have with it or like yeah they have a mutual understanding of what's happening to spar and they talk about lily this is where we get the the first mention of like the 20 seconds of insane courage mm-hmm. and this is where the the father and son kind of start to see eye to eye it's not yeah. a perfect reconciliation but it, it it's the beginning of something and i bring this up because now the artwork that we see has taken on a dramatically different tone and this is now what i'm calling the the post reconciliation Mm -hmm. art period where now almost all of dylan's art is animal based yeah and here's the thing like there's still a bit of dark there's still a bit of dark there's still darkness to it um yes for sure like in this in this first piece we we see a, a worm in what looks like a a worm in what looks like a work outfit or like in, in like it, suspenders and like a like an 80s wall street investment Gordon yeah type he, like yeah he look yeah he's this is the worm of wall street <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so we're looking at the worm of wall street but like well, i think there's like there's still that darkness but there's now an element of whimsy too yes with like it's, the way the tie is drawn and kind of like this looks like a cartoon character it's very and, and it's, it's very nightmare before christmas rather than like horror like yes rather than horror yeah. horror it, it it feels like a james and the giant like peach tim, thing yeah, yeah tim burton-esque whimsy yeah henry selick like it's yeah. got this um the the kind of horrendous roots growing into the skull have been replaced by like whimsical antenna yeah um it still has these like tendrils growing off the hands but yeah. they're way less pronounced it like you said it's wearing a, a a business suit and suspenders like it has a it has a gaunt expression but this is a whimsical character yeah. i, I want to point out also in the background we see like a very pleasant drawing of a monkey <laughs> that is just like on his desk that Benjamin oh, does not yeah. pick up. But but <laughs> this is this this addresses a complaint um, that that I had a few episodes ago that um, the the tiger drawing kind of comes out of nowhere is as far as stylistically. But right. if you look in the background, no, he has also There's drawn a monkey. Yeah. A monkey. Uh, so he has been drawing several animals in this style, mm-hmm. but. As we continue, uh, kind of the last vestige of, of non-animal morbidity is just I, I've zoomed in here on on the drawing of a skull. A, yeah, and I think yeah. this is I think this is just the props people trying to fill space. I don't think this is yeah this means much about his character at this point. Is is this really? Can we even call this part of Dylan's canon? No, I don't think so. I think this is a non-canonical <laughs> piece. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the next piece is is way more Dylan. Uh, yeah it's very dylan but this. again still a kind of whimsical in the way yeah. that the the fly is like being a little freaky you know like it's not it's not like outrightly scary but it's like this is a drawing of a fly with a, a like a humanoid scary face um yeah it's it's very cronenberg i think yeah. i think maybe dylan just watched the fly but there's also uh, like a bit of yeah but there's also like a bit of mischief about it too like yeah in the way the like the the fly's expression and the like just the, yeah, just the way it's drawn feels way more mischievous than 
scary or disturbing. Yes. Um, and it, it, it's also worth noting that these are like free floating pieces of paper. These aren't in Dylan's notebook yep. that he's been um, kind of Which carrying means with he's him. Coming out of his shell. I think that's what that represents. I like that read. I like that read a lot, actually. Um, yeah, he's he's learning to to express himself outwardly, mm-hmm. and yeah, this fly, like you said, it's got this like I can I can like hear this fly's voice, you know, like this this is yeah, a character. Get, get over here, you little fucker. That's what that's what the fly sounds. <laughs> that's what the, the fly sounds. Yeah, like fuck me. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you spill a little coke. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some of that. <laughs> Oh, let me lick that up over okay. here. What's the fly's name, do you think? Uh, I don't know why Jeremy was the first thing that came to mind. but There he is. It's, Jer- it's fucking Jeremy. Hey, what's up? I'm Jeremy. I'm going to land on a pile of shit. Get out, Vinny, of, my, Vinny get out Thomas, of my face. Vinny Thomas is going to sue us. <laughs> uh, last, okay, let's let's get to the, the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Benjamin takes the fly... Turns over the fly. Turns over the fly, and underneath is just a nice stencil drawing of of spar or of a ti- of a tiger, right? Yeah, a very but pleasant. It, but again, I feel like it's pretty generic. If you like, it's... look up tiger stencil on Google. Yeah. I'm sure this will be like the fifth result. Can I say? Can I say kind of the the adjective that this feels like? Mm-hmm. Sterile. Yeah, yeah, and so. We have to think, did did the reconciliation just flatten out Dylan's personality? Honestly, I I wonder because this is, you know, as he's looking through these drawings, not only are these, you know, way less expressive in terms of brush strokes, like, you mm-hmm. know, we're we're losing the kind of charcoal scribbles and and um intricate shading. These are all like uh marker and pencil and a pen i mean but we're we're losing like the real personality because this tiger is completely expressionless yeah i mean we were saying we were saying that the worm and the fly are kind of whimsical this tiger is is blank yeah i feel like i feel like this tiger empty this tiger is like stuck in a meeting and is just staring (laughs) off into space like yeah there's nothing behind this tiger's eyes absolutely that this is this is kind of relatable to to me as a as a depressed comedian (laughs) there's that fear and i think it's a fear that it's not an original it's not like my original fear because i've heard it from other people as well but this idea that if i cure my mental illness will i still be funny yes oh my god yeah of course that's such a like i i i feel the same way of like i'm I will I I oscillate back and forth because <laughs> on sometimes I'm too depressed to do anything. Right. And yeah, that's yeah. like and the, that. the one ex, this one extreme. But there's this I it's fucked up to say, but there's this like perfect middle ground where that kind of like innate depression, anxiety manifests itself through humor. Yeah. And I mean like on my most down days I'm that's when I'm like online the most and like churning out as much as I can. Or like if I want to feel productive, I'm editing the podcast or, or doing whatever. Like that's yeah. um, that's where a lot of my energy comes from, creative energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I feel like the same thing is happening to Dylan, to, to Dylan here. He's like, he overshot his middle ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now he's he's done too good of a job with like smoothing over the cracks of his personal problems. Yeah. And 
his creativity has suffered. And this is not us advocating for you to stay depressed, but I mean, stay a little. Well, stay stay a, little like a little bit. Right. I mean, I mean, here's what I'll here's what I'll say is I'm on Lexapro. I love it. I think it's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll forget to take it a day or two. I don't know. And I say de- I say depressed. My my whole deal is more OCD anxiety. But you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's everybody's got something. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it's mental illness, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right, mental. <laughs> right, it's bloody mental right, illness. Right, bloody mental. <laughs> right, oh, oh, bro. All right. Um, <laughs> let's keep talking. We bought a zoo. Oh, uh, we bought a bloody zoo, isn't it? <laughs> you, have zoo. Good, you have a good English accent. Thanks, love. If you're English, slide into me DMs. Let me know how I'm doing. Right. If you're listening, to, if you're listening to this and you think, oh, that's a bloody good accent, isn't it? Let me know. <laughs> the next thing we see, I, you know, this is not technically Dylan's art, but I wanted to include it. It's the actual poster and logo that they use, and they've made some changes. Mm-hmm. Um, to Dylan's yeah. art, it's, yeah, it's kind of fucked up that even at this point, his dad's like, "Well, I don't love this as is." <laughs> they like, they like took it to a graphic designer. They're like, "Can you just like make it better? Actually, can you can you make this a little better?" And I, you know, it sucks to say, but like, it is better. I think this this version of the art is way more emotive and yeah, yeah. Um, intricate. I mean, there's more line work. There, it, it looks better. It just looks better. It just yeah. looks better. <laughs> I'm no, sorry, absolutely. Dylan. Um, the next thing we see, uh, it's it's the rainy portion of the movie. Um, both Dylan and Rosie are drawing in this scene. I think Rosie might just be on a coloring book. I, I'm trying to zoom in. I can't quite tell. She's either drawing stick figures or it's a coloring book. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about her art. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan is drawing something that is... I, I have no idea what it is. I think it, I have an idea of what it is. Qu'est-ce que c'est? I think it's, I think it's Elle Fanning's character. <gasps> oh, based on I the love way her bangs I oh, think I those are I think those read. are like that's hair. Yes. So so uh you know, we just have like this wide shot of the family and we can see that he's drawing and um it it's it's a roundish shape and your theory that it's a face I think is great. You can kind of see an eye. And I think if he's drawing El Fanning, that marks an enormous change for Dylan. Mm-hmm. That he is now moving out of this like uh, absurd grotesque realm and into life studies into and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> into into yeah. is he going to draw this for her is he going to gift this to her i mean this is you know we can spin our wheels hypothetically here like this is a new era for dylan as an artist mm-hmm. yep yeah this is an en- entrance into a whole new stylistic period for him um, and i think we see that continue on the calendar if yeah. you want to Look at the calendar. Um, do you that, think that's? Do you think those are Dylan's doodles? I think they are. Okay. I, I think so. The, the next kind of thing that we see is the July. We were talking about the, the calendar page for June before. Mm-hmm. This is the calendar page for July, which is covered in doodles with a lot of bright colors. Yep, like a lot of primary bright colors, and we can leave it up to the imagination of of um you know whether or not rosie took part in coloring some of these yeah but there are snakes on the side there's a a very like well-rendered lion and a monkey and these are very pleasant renditions of animals yeah absolutely yeah there's like a santa it's like a monkey in like a santa claus outfit (laughs) (laughs) it might be like the ikea monkey (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like fucking Ikea monkey. Just like a very cozy, fluffy monkey. <laughs> yeah. um, who I don't think we've seen on the zoo. I, I think this is just like a, a random monkey that yeah. Dylan like drew from a reference. But yeah, these are like, there's no personality to these drawings. There's no... I think um, to the calendar drawings, there's more personality than to the than to the tiger than to the initial tiger, but probably yes, not but, as but, much personality as his earlier earlier works. Yeah, but I, what my my question is: Are you just saying that because they they're colored? Maybe honestly. Yeah, because the, these yeah. these ones are like colored in with marker, and I wonder if like that is giving them more more personality than they really have if they were just line art. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I what I really want to do is uh, I want to compare this artwork to there's there's one shot that I've included here of when benjamin opens the door to dylan's room and they're like the sun is out the sun is out dylan is standing in the window with the sun shining on him mm-hmm. and uh, on the right side of the frame you can see a piece of art that he had done probably a while back mm-hmm. pinned to his wall and it is of a, a figure standing in a tunnel of bramble yeah and it is it is this i think this is a well-composed shot because it's on on one half of the screen you have dylan's you know tortured past as yeah. this kid kind of trapped within this emotional grief-stricken shell of of bramble i think that's really you know that's that's this imagery mm-hmm. of the bramble who directed who directed this movie uh a, a man by the name of cameron crow oh yeah yeah so yeah i mean like this movie has a lot more attention to detail than i thought it would like <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I mean, this is... Yeah, I, yeah. I think, you know, this is... And then, and then, you know, on the left side of the frame, he's just, like, shrouded in sunlight. And, you know, we can look at this as part of that journey of the sun through the movie and how the sun has now broken through these this thick canopy of, of veins, roots, trees, yep. branches. This, this recurring imagery in Dylan's work mm-hmm. is broken through and shining on him. But... I think we can we can going back to what you were saying about kind of overcoming this depression or 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 starting to to work through this depression. I think we're looking at a Dylan who has now disconnected from his identity as an artist. Yeah. Yeah, so what I think what comes with I think what comes with with that growth or this like expansion in his horizon is also kind of unmooring. Mm. Where yes, he's exploring new stuff, but that means he's no longer kind of firmly rooted in an identity, and like maybe that he loses something in that. But hopefully, he like he will settle in a better place. Like yeah, yeah, and we can only hope because there is no there is no we bought a two. There's no we bought a zoo all again. <laughs> we, <laughs> we bought a zoo, we bought an, comma two. We bought comma a, we bought a, we bought another zoo. Yeah. <laughs> We bought two zoos. Yeah, yeah. The, the, we his journey ends here, and you know we see him. You know, oh my god! Oh, what? Aubrey? What? Aubrey? I'm freaking out! I'm freaking out! The imagery, the imagery, Aubrey. I've had a brain blast at the at the end of the. Oh my god! Lay it on me! Lay it on me, Zach. I'll 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 help you through this brain blast. Whoa, oh, I, oh my god I'm, I'm like I'm shaking because this is the most brilliant I've, I've ever thought of this movie to be I didn't expect to think that looking at Dylan's art would ha- actually help us understand parts of this movie better I mean yes I think that 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 it's interesting to look at at the journey of Dylan's art 
and see, you know, we make jokes, we talk about what, what his work <laughs> represents, but oh my God, Amr, okay, oh, okay. At the end of the movie, uh-huh. they're waiting for people to arrive at the zoo and no one shows up. And Dylan is the one who says, something's wrong. Something is wrong, he says. Mm-hmm. And what's wrong? It's a giant tree. Holy shit. It's a oh giant God. tree with huge branches, huge roots, upturned on the path. And Dylan is the one who says the, there's something wrong and discovers that it's a tree. And and he helps people come over the tree oh my to God. enter the park. Oh, I'm like, I have chills having, oh my God. So Dylan <laughs> has finally uprooted his trauma. Yes. And is now helping people through theirs. Yes. It's the that and that is what this this tree figure with deep dark roots has represented Holy throughout shit. his work. Oh my god. We really did so much in this. I can't wait for this to come out. That was insane. Like like you saw you saw me like realize yeah. that in real time. Wow. Holy shit. Cuz I we like you, we can we write made, a thesis. This podcast is my thesis. <laughs> You're in grad school for I don't need to go to grad school. I got a podcast. <laughs> oh my god. And the tree is like it's got these huge twisting branches and and it's it is so reminiscent of the of his work. Wow. Okay. We did we 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 understand the movie. We yeah, did it. Holy shit. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> We, all you need to understand this movie is look at Dylan's eyes. I have chills. I have chills. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm vibrating. Um, yeah. So this is this has been We Pot a Zoo. Um, thank you for <laughs> listening. We. Like... <laughs> I was not Reeling. expecting this. This is I, I'm yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna reconcile like the emotional journey that I've just gone on having talked about Dylan's art. Like I. <laughs> okay. Um. Remember when? Remember when I discovered when you told me that Charles Manson made music? Yeah. Like that re- that revelation pales in comparison to this. Um, thank you for listening. Do, do you have anything to plug? Oh uh, my god! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can find me on Twitter at bummer underscore no underscore b, and on Letterbox at a d r a s b o d. I've been like reviewing movies on there too. Um, I have a, po- I have two podcasts. My first is, uh, we know. We pot a zoo. This is my, this is my show. Pod- damn it. <laughs> this is a coup. <laughs> we pot a coup. <laughs> <laughs> this is, so, uh, my first, the, the first one is, um, the pot is coming from inside the house, which is a podcast about horror movies with comedian guests. Uh, Zach will be on an upcoming, coming episode talking about the thing. So excited. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for that. The other podcast is OK New Segment, which is uh, an improv podcast with my uh, good friend, Keenan Lloyd. Um, and that should be returning soon, but you can find the old episodes uh, up on my Twitter as well. Yeah, find me on find me on everything. Fine armor. Thank you to RT Coburl for the intro and outro music. Thank you to Sydney Gish for her vocals on the intro. Thank you to... Uh, my friend Dylan at Adult Human Bitch on Twitter for suggesting the name We Pot a Zoo in the first place. Uh, you can follow We Pot a Zoo uh, on Twitter at We Pot a Zoo on Instagram at We Pot a Zoo. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and um, if you have the means, you can go to DartmoorZoo.org.uk 
where the original zoo that this movie is based on is struggling financially due to COVID, so you can throw a donation their way if you feel so inclined. Um, and I think that about does it. So, Amr, why'd you come on this show? Why not? See you next time. There's a movie called We Bought a Zoo. Guess what happens? There's a zoo for sale and it gets bought by Matt Damon, a grieving single father in search of closure, hoping to find it in a tiger or a bear enclosure. It's a film by Cameron Crowe. Buy it now so you can go home and enjoy it with your friends and family. We bought a zoo. All 